All right, this man is 23 years old. I can't even believe it. I'm, I'm yeah, he's a baby. And I, and and I was a business owner for a long time, still am. But this guy uh, is running something, and it has to do. If you're watching on the video version, we'll we'll get into this. But also on the audio version, we'll try to describe it. But these beautiful handmade shoes that are created all here in the United States, right? Yeah. Yep. They're fully handmade right in New York City. So AJ, it's great to meet you in person, man. We've been going back and forth a yeah, little bit over yeah, have. texting, trying to get the, you know, because you're a busy guy and and uh, I'm a little bit busy too. But uh, but here you are, a young entrepreneur from Pittsfield, Massachusetts. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, so how, well, first of all, uh, tell me about living here in the Berkshires, growing up here. Mm -hmm. uh, you went to, to Connick High School. Yep. Uh, tell me about your childhood. Yeah. So, so growing up, I was born and raised in Pittsfield, Mass. Uh, we grew up on the eastern side of Pittsfield. Um, growing up, we also had a little lake house out in Ashmere Lake doing boating things and things like that. I really just needed to kind of figure out what I really needed to do in life. So kind of growing up, didn't really know what, what I wanted to do with things in that branched into high school. I took some business classes going into high school. I wasn't really too sure what I wanted to do. Hmm. So leaving high school, my now, plan now was... did you have Heather McNeese? I did. I because did. Actually, her, yeah. her class uh, <laughs> is legendary. Yeah. Um, and I think she probably has helped produce her fair share of entrepreneurs. I Absolutely. don't know if uh, I'm sure we can talk to Heather yeah. and, uh, and, and learn more about how, uh, how successful some of her students had been. But, uh, but that was a heck of a course because it was, you know, part of it was the entrepreneurial Absolutely. aspect. I'm sure. Right. Definitely. Yeah. So she, she was actually my first business teacher going in to the conic and then mm -hmm. I bridged into the full business program. So it's funny that you bring her up as the entrepreneur kind of teacher because her son alone just opened up Rip City here in Pittsfield. Oh, do you know Jake? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah of course yeah, I do. do. Yeah, I do. He's doing great things. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. Um, Amazing. Yeah, definitely. And that's, and that, again, you know, a nice little business there. And you, and you were a baseball player, too. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I've been, you know, growing absolutely. up. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so having having a place where you can go and uh, and practice batting here in the Berkshires when, Huge. you know, you can't do that really outdoors all year, that's for sure. But, you know, having that facility, um, good business plan. And of course, yeah. a great sports family uh, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. But uh, so, yeah, so, we, so you had that uh, as a background, so good yep. education there. Right. But you talked about your lake life. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and there's so a, there, so, there, so this is, this is a big part of your childhood Yeah, you know, going on, on Lake Ashmere, right? Yeah, definitely. So uh, growing up on Lake Ashmere and obviously having the boats and things like that really brought that in into my lifestyle and things that are needed to run those activities comfortably and safely. And obviously th the best way to run a boat is with boat shoes. Right. So that's kind of <laughs> where the whole idea started. And as I grew up, this story gets kind of more in depth. But we can go back we, into the we, high school. We, we've got time. We've got oh, we time. Do. So you, All right, perfect. you, you we'll tell me uh, <laughs> the whole, I want to hear everything. Uh, so, um, you know, yeah, I mean, you, you had your high school education, but definitely, you know, let's go, let's go to the backstory of, uh, of these shoes here. Yeah. So we'll actually start back in high school. So starting back in high school, about junior, senior year, I didn't really know what I was going to do. Business was obviously going well with taking the business classes and things like that really intrigued me, but I just wanted to serve for the military. And to mm. be honest with you, that was going to be my whole contribution to life and things like that. That was going to be my, my role. So going to sign up for the recruiter's office, I discovered that I couldn't join because I've got a peanut allergy. 
So there was things that we could have done waivers and things, things like that. But I kind of took that as a sign mm. saying, well, maybe I just shouldn't do this and I should branch into something else. Okay. So I was still very lost at this point. Didn't know what I was going to do. So for how long was that? So you were going through your young years or adolescent years. Yeah. And so it sounds to me like that was a plan for years. It was. Yeah. yeah. So growing up, I mean, I think every single kid wants to be the army guy, right? So what is that <laughs> like all of a sudden getting the notice that says, sorry, man, I know you've been planning on doing yeah. this for years. And and yes, of course, it could have been months and months, perhaps of waivers, yeah, some lawyers sure. and, and the rest, but you're taking that sign. But my God, all of a sudden, everything that you thought was your path is suddenly kind of fell out. gone. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously it was very heartbreaking to hear yeah. that was not going to be the path. Hmm. Um, but I just kind of took it and I didn't really see it as a loss. I took it more as an opportunity. Hmm. So there is something more obviously to do here. So, like I said, I took it as a sign and stepped back for a second and just regrouped. So coming out of high school, I had an uncle that was a mill manager down at on specialty papers in Lee. And he was like, we're hiring. So I was like, perfect. I'll take the job. No, and this isn't what I'm going to do for the rest of my life, but it's what I needed to do right now. Hmm. So I go there start working on the manufacturing floor, doing shift work, doing weeks of rotation, really start to weigh on me. I mean, I was like, this is not it. This can't be it. This is not life. <laughs> so then I just started to really kind of let my imagination wander, but I did focus it as well. You know I mean? I was trying to find my big idea is what I was doing. Mm -hmm. So, but, but there's something <clears throat> to be said for that, having the sort of time and, and maybe, yeah, you're working on Onyx paper. Maybe it's <laughs> not your your uh passion <laughs> obviously right yeah. but but while you're doing that or or kind of like maybe just you know going in and and sort of uh you know checking the time clock right. that's when you do sort of have this opportunity to kind of think Definitely. big and yep. because i know this is not where i'm going uh so i can kind of reevaluate right. and get and get quiet and and think about <clears throat> what exactly is is my next path or my next move yep yeah exactly so they're working with the manufacturing like i said we just talked about it kind of folks <laughs> in the the whole imagination part of it you know what i mean so working with the different grade lines that come in they're very innovative there's new things that come in all the time so some re recycled products started to come in and that just let my kind of head wander with that and driving home so i, I wear boat shoes as a daily shoe as it is and one day driving home, I looked down at some old beat up ones that I had on and thought to myself, well, it's time for a new pair. And right there, I kind of had like the light bulb moment go off in my head. Well, why can't I make boat shoes or any shoe for that matter from material that we're using daily, whether it's a recycled material or not? So then I went home and right to the patent office I went. So started doing research on different recycled shoes and th things like that. And I couldn't find a recycled boat shoe. It did not exist. So that's really where the core of Boatman Shoes started. Yeah. At that day, I, I was just like, there is something here that can be made. And it's really easy, I think, now to sort of research that stuff. It because is. whenever, um, now going into the online world, when you look at, okay, what could be my niche? You know, maybe right. it's an expertise or maybe it's a book that I'm going to write or something. It's really easy to find if there's a big hole in the universe yep. as to where that is, because all you have to do is Google it. Right. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> so if you're like, yeah, you're right. So if you're like uh, recycled boat shoes and nothing pops up or there's nothing that's clear that fits that niche, no niche. Exactly. There you go. Yep, there you there go. You nice go. job. Right. Yeah. So then once I found that we, 
I didn't really tell anybody. So I did not want to tell anybody my idea this night. I just held it <laughs> close to myself because obviously I had this big idea finally, right? Don't tell anybody because somebody could steal it. <laughs> Somebody's going to steal the right. recycled boat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so then I talked to a patent attorney and got things rolling there. So now that, that we actually just, just got our patent approved. So now that was definitely one of the biggest milestones I think that we've come to date. So now we can openly talk about it. this all starts we're talking about you after high school right yes? exactly okay so yep. you know all this this sort of process with onyx paper mm -hmm. and when you're working in this manufacturing building yeah um, that's happening when you're 18 19 exactly. you know, years old yep. so so this is sounds like it's been a three or four year process for you yeah right yeah so there was a gap obviously from when i first started at, at the mill until i kind of had the big idea come across hmm. so during that time i was just kind of running through the rat race of sorts um doing that but then once i've finally was able to focus on one project it was all steam ahead there that's for sure isn't isn't the ability to focus on one thing one of the most amazing opportunities it we really have as you, because it's so hard and yeah. and i think sometimes when we, as we get older, it's, it's harder and harder because then there's more and more distractions mm -hmm. and you're in that position where I don't think you have kids. I right? don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, maybe you have a girlfriend. I think I that do. could be a little distracting, but, yep. um, <laughs> but overall, uh, it's, it's an amazing place to be. And, um, and so being able to go through that now, you must have had some mentors. Um, I did. Uh, and it sounds to me like you're you know pretty well connected with some of uh those who are encouraging Absolutely. business owners new business owners entrepreneurship yep. as it were so um who has been there uh to sort of guide you through so i've, I've actually got a few different mentors that i'm working with right now uh linda duel from the sure. dual leadership experience obviously the dle right from pittsfield she's one of the best people i've ever met to be honest with you she's a great mentor great coach if there's any issues that I have at all, I bring them right to her and we can usually talk them right out. Hmm. Um, so I currently hold a spot on the membership board as well for the DLE. So if anybody out there is interested in joining the DLE, I'm definitely the guy to reach out to. Um, yeah. So besides Linda, Linda being one mentor, I work with a different mentor from the CDCSB from Great Barrington, Robin Helfand. She owns Robin's now, Candy. Now I'm going to ask you for what the, what CD. Yes, I already forgot it. I'm yeah, I'm not <laughs> what sure. What does that stand for? <laughs> I wish I knew. Google it, folks. Yeah, right. It. You'll figure it out. <laughs> but so Robin Helfen is my second mentor, and uh, she's another rock star. She's been such an amazing help. I don't know if I'd ever make it this far without her, to be mm. honest with you. Mm. Um, she, We have weekly meetings, and currently we're set up through a grant program through the CDCSB who allows us to work together for free with the grant money, of course. Um, so we set up weekly meetings currently for an, an hour every single Wednesday, and we run over everything that needs to get done, basically. Hmm. Um, the connections that she's made for me has been very helpful between venture capitalists and things like that. It's been a great help. Uh, yeah, Robin's definitely a rock star on my team. I don't think I would have made it this far without her. That's for sure. Um, and it was kind of a funny story how me and Robin met. So... One Berkshire, have you heard of One Berkshire I, I around Pittsfield? Yeah, yes, I have. Yeah, good. <laughs> so One Berkshire put on a seminar this one time with Robin as one of the speakers. 
So it was about 4.30 one afternoon. I go hop on to this cohort of sorts and I hear this loud crash behind me. So like my office is set up right outside of my room. So I turn around to this loud crash. Mind you, this seminar just started. I was just getting started with my notes and things like that. I turn around and this big cloud of dust comes rolling out of my room. I'm like, what in the world is going on? So I get up for a second, put, put myself on mute, get up for a second, go in and find that, that the ceiling has fallen in my bedroom. <laughs> So Man, it's an I older be, house. I should not be laughing. By the no, way. It's I, funny I, now. I, <laughs> Definitely not at the time. <laughs> but so I left the seminar, obviously, abruptly. It just had to cancel and go deal with that issue. Mm-hmm. So then a few, a few days later, I get this email from now Robin is saying, why did you leave so early this now? What happened? So and it was probably out of 20 or 30 people in that session that I left early and she noticed it. I think that's a sign. <laughs> so she reached out and I was like, yeah, I'm sorry. I had this big issue go down. And she was like, oh, I'm really sorry. This net. We got talking. She goes, well, I do do mentorship on the side, this and that. And I was like, oh, OK. You know, I mean, I've gotten plenty of emails like this before. So I just was like, eh, it could be something it could not be. So I'll go forward with it and reach out to the CDC SB, got the grant money. And we started working together right from the start. The first 10 minutes, I think I was talking to Robin. Yeah. I knew I was like, wow, I need her on my side. That's now, for did sure. you ever think that, did you really, whoever's out there, did you really have to take my ceiling <laughs> yeah, down? Right. <laughs> yeah. Apparently to make this connection, the sign, right. <laughs> they could have cut the power or something, but no, they needed to take my ceiling. <laughs> yeah. Did you fix the ceiling? Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Seemed yeah. like a handy guy. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, with, with my um, stepfather's help, we got that done. The universe works in uh, in, in interesting ways. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. It was meant to be. <laughs> the ceiling coming down. <laughs> so, out of all those things and those moving parts, uh, what has been one of the more challenging things? I mean, you talk about venture capitalists, so you're like, okay, that's investment. Yeah. Um, but then there's the sort of supply aspect and, and getting the materials. Uh, and then, you know, people actually put these things together, uh, mm-hmm. these these shoes and do it in a quality, uh, uh, good way. Um, and we'll talk more about the sort of market niche on yeah, this and, and that sort of thing. But, but this is an extraordinarily high quality product um, and you're selling these for $295, which is a certain niche uh, for this. So um, so tell me about those moving parts. And I think each of those, I'm sure, is a whole silo that definitely. has its own yeah. animal uh, that has to be uh, worked through. Yeah, definitely. So starting the company, I started in, it was very early 2020. So now that we're just coming out of the pandemic, we go back to right before. Mm. And this is where I started the company, obviously having no idea what was coming for the next few years. Um, so I started like we talked about with the patent attorney, getting things like that filed. And I had no idea really where to start. So being pre-pandemic now, I just started working on my computer, looking up how to start a business, YouTube University, of course, everybody <laughs> goes there. So just doing all of the research that I could find. And then the pandemic hits. So now I'm in the midst of trying to find a manufacturer, but now COVID comes. So it's very hard to get in-person meetings. It's very hard to get in contact with anybody. Mm. So now put us with a manufacturer in New York City that I finally found. New York City shut down at this point. You know what I mean? So I'm talking to this guy. He's emailing me from his house and this and that. So it's just, it's not good communication. You know, it just is not working well. So we finally just got on the phone and was like, all right, this is what needs to happen. 
And then he said, all right, next week, I'll meet you at the shop, this and that, and we'll go uh, go over things. So me and my mother, Amy, takes <laughs> the train right down to New York City, and we go talk to this guy in person. We had no idea who this was. No idea. So we go to his shop right in the heart of the garment district in New York City and talk about what we needed. Yeah. And we came up with a great plan, and we did sampling for three rounds of sampling. And now this was the third and final round for the shoe that we see today. Mm, mm, but so, so, so they basically are making prototypes or, or they were. Or, oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, so, so now these are in production right now. Yeah. Yep. This is Very the Yachty. Nice. Very yeah. nice. The Boatman shoes. Yeah. I'm holding it up for the TV viewers. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, uh, extraordinarily high quality. And you can see on the inside, it says, if you can see there, Boatman shoes, and that's how you say it, Boatman. Boatman uh, shoes. But it's spelled Boatman, like that's how you would spell right. it. Um, you know, so the leather itself, how did you find the leather? Where is that coming from? So this leather here is actually made from cactus. So it's actually from a cactus plant. So they take the mature leaves from a cactus okay, plant. Okay, so, so when people think <laughs> leather, they're like, oh, it's like, cowhide right exactly. um but this is coming from a cactus right so it's actually vegan leather is what they call it wow so yeah so they take the mature leaves from a cactus plant and they chop it up into like a wet pulp almost and then run it down almost like a paper machine so they run it down like dryers and dry it out and things like that and texture it and it comes out in this waterproof super luxury insanely durable material so being cactus it, it still is very very strong i've tried to rip it and tear it apart and i just couldn't do it so that material itself is extremely quality it's a great material mm. and then mo moving to the sole of the shoe is made from a rubber tree so they tap a rubber tree just like they would a maple tree from maple syrup mm -hmm. and then they pour it into a mold and it comes out in that natural brown color that we see there mm. which is non-scuff on boat surfaces and things like that because there's no dyes or pigments in it mm. and this niche so and I, I'm saying 295 because you put it right on the website. That's yep. like that. That's that's where it is. So people know exactly what we're talking about here. We're talking about a certain price point and looking at that. Now we were talking before the program, and 295 may sound a lot to some people, depending on what shoes. 295 may be not a lot <laughs> compared <laughs> to what people are spending now. So tell me about that price point how that came about and um, and what your target uh, uh, audience is. Yeah, definitely. So the price point of two, $2.95 a pair of shoes is obviously based off of Boatman Shoes being a premium product. So every single product that Boatman Shoes will put to market is all going to be a premium product. A lot of people think that luxury product and premium product are the same, where they're not. So premium product is, or is the products like this, and the luxury product could be brands such as Louis Vuitton, Prada, or Gucci and anything like that, where their price mm -hmm. points are astronomical. Mm -hmm. Some people are paying thousands of dollars for a pair of shoes from in from those brands at all, which is ridiculous. But I mean, that's the price that people are willing to pay. So right, that top tier that want to have the, the name, right? Right. It's, it's it's honestly the brand. You know, yeah. it's it's clearly the brand because I can't imagine at some point, you know, <laughs> well maybe I, I I don't have <laughs> shoes that expensive, but um, but at some point um, the the uh, quality of the shoe there's diminishing returns uh and really what you're paying for is the is the brand name yeah right yeah definitely so i mean obviously as we start out as a company we are a premium product based only so then if we bridge into the luxury 
market then we do so but right now it's definitely just the premium products mm-hmm. so these shoes are completely handmade right in new york city which obviously makes the price point what it is as well mm-hmm. because hiring u.s workers in new york city obviously you have to pay them the wage that they're worth and that brings our costs up so unfortunately we have to bring the retail costs up as well obviously to make up for the, but the that's difference. but that's a valuable thing of uh, course for, absolutely uh, many consumers because first of all they feel good that it's not being made in china mm-hmm. um you know with cheap labor or just simply manufactured in a machine I'm, I, maybe a machine can make something like this uh, no right yeah I, you know you're, you're the expert in it but not me but <laughs> but um but that makes people feel better about the quality for sure. The quality is better, not just how they feel. Um, so then naturally that price point is going to be there. Um, I liken it to back in the day. Now I played, you played baseball, I played, yep. but so uh, late, uh, uh, late 90s going back there, um, my one of my very best friends was Dave Fields, great pitcher. And we are sort of an infield tandem and he got this new glove that was amazing and it, back in the day it was when zet it's a japanese company first came out z-e-t-t um i think it's they're still around but back then it was newer and it, they were a perfect fit for an infield it was just the small glove not too big smaller than any other glove that i had even seen and the quality was as such and the only way that i know of course the quality was as good as it was is because 25 or so years later, when I went digging in the attic because I was coaching my kids' baseball team and I needed a glove, that glove was still there and it performed just as well as it did 25 years ago. Not a string was snapped, nothing. It was and is in great condition. So that is what we're talking about here. And think of how many $65 shoes you're going to go through as opposed to buying a really great pair that may last for, and probably will, uh, I would assume for 10 years. I mean, so just do the math. Okay. (laughs) You know, um, it doesn't really take too long to figure out that uh, a 10 year shoe at 295 um, and, and you'll get that quality experience uh, for a decade as opposed to running through this. So that to me, um, the math is, is already baked in. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. So buying the premium product, obviously, you really get what you pay for with it seems like every single aspect. Mm. Um, so shoes being priced a little bit higher, they do last much longer mm. than cheaper shoes, obviously, would from yeah. made from China or Taiwan or anything like that. So the, so the actual person buying this, because I, I <laughs> so I'm like, OK, is it someone who's on a boat <laughs> yeah. or or but this is a shoe, obviously, that's a certain style. It's a classic style yeah. so yep. it's something that you could imagine someone who is you know wearing uh their polo shirt and their shorts and they're you know and out near uh the hamptons or something Absolutely. <laughs> or, or wherever it is uh and uh and they have to go on for a sort of informal uh lunch or dinner and they're hanging out. this is this is you know so it's not just people who are on boats right um Absolutely. That, that's what we're talking about here yeah yeah so we kind of market to a few different types of market like you mentioned there the more posh dresser is going to definitely gravitate towards these um like you said you can dress them up or down i mean you really can if you put on dress pants they look great going out to a nice dinner or toss them on with some shorts and go to the beach for the day i mean they're really versatile on what you can do with them and the cactus leather itself is actually waterproof so Mm. you can get them wet with either the ocean water or even if you're washing the boat 
the house, the car, it doesn't matter. These are definitely the shoe that you want. Um, we also market to the whole vegan side as well. Mm-hmm. So being completely sustainable from the sole right to the laces really grabs onto that environmentalist market as well. Mm. So definitely people who are fashion forward and do care about the environment definitely want these as well. So then where do you go from here? Cause you're selling online. Yes. Um, and then even to say, okay, well, uh, would you be selling or trying to market to uh, brick and mortar? Um, I even hesitate to ask that because then you have this whole other issue. But if you have a big retailer yeah, that course. picks you up, yeah. um, and I don't know which ones uh, those would be, where are you in that process of now uh, marketing this and, and who are you looking to uh, attract uh, perhaps as, as a third party uh, into this yeah. mix? Yes. Yeah. So we've talked with local brick and mortar stores. To, they're talking about Steve Valenti there on North oh, Street. Well, yeah, of course. Of he, course, Steve right, Valenti. Of course, Steve Valenti. Right. <laughs> so he's Absolutely. shown a little bit of interest in the shoes. Um, the price point, we've talked about it many times. The price point is a little high for his market. Sure. So um, as we can come down with our price, we're obviously going to supplement that to the customer as well. And hopefully it'll fit better for the Valentis to sell in their store. Um, such as other big box reta- retailers, we've been in discussion with Vineyard Vines mm-hmm. from, right. obviously, there's still a mess. There's still Massachusetts based, so we've been in talks. Those with are them. the ones with the little whale. On little whale. that's the one. Actually, I've got them. You, you got it on. Yeah, there. yeah. So, <laughs> yep. Very yeah. quality products, obviously. Sure. So we would fit great with them. We believe mm-hmm. we've been in talk with them for a 2023 collaboration with them, but uh, they want to see the proof of concept, which is completely understandable. We want to see the proof of concept as well. So mm-hmm. going into this year, we're just wrapping up pre-sales now, and going into mid-April we should have inventory for folks to buy. So once they buy right from our store online, boatmanshoes.com, then we'll ship them out within the week right mm. to the customer. So it's interesting because it seems to me like you're in a very advantageous position because there's a great advantage of not having this massive sense of urgency. I'm not saying, of course you have a sense of urgency. Of you want to, you want to, you want to do the, but, um, but like, you know, if, if these things don't sell or don't make it into a retailer immediately, you're not going to be destitute and, and on the street, no, you know, absolutely not. Yeah. No. <laughs> you know, you, you're gainfully employed, you know, yeah. that, that sort of thing. And I'm not getting too deep into your personal life, but like, but like, there's something of value of taking the time and being able to pick it right, as opposed to going for the low, lowest hanging fruit. Um, right, exactly. and, 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 you know, so for me, that, element of patience uh i'm sure to me i don't know you can speak for yourself but it seems like there's great value there yeah no definitely it's almost like waiting for the tree like you said the low-hanging fruit it's waiting for the tree to be fully grown so you get all the fruit rather than just taking the first one that comes off um so we think going nice and slow is definitely going to set us up for the long-term growth that we want and not just such the quick fast growth that most people are chasing after Mm. we want the long company. We want to be here for decades. We don't just want to be here for a few years. You know what I mean? So we definitely are trying to go nice and slow and build a good foundation before we go and actually take off. Hmm. So taking on the venture capitalist obviously will allow us to do some brick and mortar stores for ourselves. But uh, obviously it depends on how that would run and and things like that. And location wise, where we would do it. Right. But so that's definitely down the line. It's definitely in the forefront of what we want to do.
And then the operation of, I could I could imagine right now someone could order online and you could sort of make it to order, right? Yeah. Which, you know, right. uh, so it's kind of, I, I look at it as sort of the difference between like a caterer and a brick and mortar restaurant that right. has to have stuff ready to go when <laughs> people order it, as opposed to like a caterer. <laughs> now, this is a strange uh, metaphor, uh, but, no, but, yeah. but 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 a, a caterer yeah. that can just make the food based on what the orders are and what the and what the plan is. Yeah. Um, and and you can probably take this metaphor and take it uh, to many other businesses as well. But right now you're in that position. Um, you know, and then at some point, if you're going to be in those stores, then you have to look at it a little bit differently, right? Yeah, of have a supply. Yeah, right. Yeah. So obviously, if we go into the brick and mortar store side of it, like you said, we would need to hold a lot more inventory than even we do now. So, so right now, we just purchased our first hundred pairs. So now, and that will be spread out between the four different colors. So we've got the tan that you see here, the the navy the blue which is my favorite, I think. You like the navy blue? Yep, that's okay. what I have Because I can imagine this one's very popular, and then it is. It, it, you probably have a darker brown, right? Yes, is, we I'm, do. And by the way, I'm colorblind. Wait, wait oh, really? what, what color is this? This is <laughs> uh, like a tan. This yep. is like a tan. Yep. Okay, so. Yeah. <laughs> so that's like our tan, okay. bisque color of, of sorts. We do have a darker brown, the navy blue, which is my personal favorite, sure. and black. Okay. So those are the four colors. And then we run size ranges. They're just men's now from 8 to 13. And so that with the half sizes, of course. Um, so that is the line right now. And obviously later this year, we hopefully will bring in the woman's line mm. of the Yachty here as well. Because women, women's feet and men's feet are obviously built a little bit different. They're, they're different, narrower. but, uh, but yeah. ladies, uh, these are cool. Um, yeah, they, I mean, not, not, I mean, not these, but the style. Right. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, you know, certainly uh, they'd be a little smaller or a little bit more narrow, perhaps mm -hmm. yep. uh, as a fit uh, for uh, for the ladies. Um so you, you're, you know, living in the Berkshires, you know, what, what is life like for a 23 year old uh, here in, in the Berkshires? I mean, so currently it's kind of just working, working, working is basically what it is. Hmm. Um, so I still do hold my day job at the paper mill that down in Lee Onyx. Um, so I did move positions. I'm not so much in manufacturing now. I'm actually a millwright mechanic now. So we work days. So it definitely helps not being on swing shift and things like that. So I, I do probably 50 to 60 hours a week there. And then as soon as I get out of there, I usually hit the gym and then I go home and work on my computer until about 10, 11 o'clock every single night. All right. So it's a busy life, but it's a simple life. That, um, yeah. And having a very supportive girlfriend and family definitely helps along the way. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, she's apparently she's patient, I guess. Because, yeah. Very patient. You know, she is. Um, yeah. And that's, and that's okay. Yep, absolutely. <laughs> and that's okay. So the simple life uh, there's, something really beautiful uh, about uh, the simple life yeah. and, and, you know, to be in your early twenties and to recognize that, <laughs> I guess, I don't know, for, for lack of a better description, um, there's a lot of 23 year olds out there who are not uh, keeping it uh, quite that simple. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so now I kind of structure my life. It's, it's almost like a, a military based lifestyle. So I wake up every single morning at four 30 in the morning, I have breakfast, and then I'm out the door usually by 5.30 to get to work for six. And then every single day, I eat the same exact thing every single day. So mm. I meal prep my meals. So it's just one decision that I don't need, I need to make mm. throughout the day. I know now, what I'm having for dinner. Where, for uh, you know, because I, I know you sort of had that vision to be in the military, but where did that discipline, I'm going to say discipline, maybe yeah. it's, maybe that's the right term, maybe not. Yeah, definitely. But 
where does that come from? Where does that come from in you? Is it something that was instilled by your parents? Is it something that just is natural? I mean, there's yeah. this whole <laughs> nature versus nurture, but, yeah, right. uh, but you know, that's a, that's a very uh, specific lifestyle you have. Yeah. I'm not really too sure to be honest with you where it came from. Hmm. Um, growing up, obviously in high school, I wasn't really like that. You know what I mean, and then I kind of went out on my own. So I moved out of my parents' house right at 18 started living on my own with a roommate and it just from then on it just seemed to fit better if i knew exactly what was going to happen when it was going to happen my life was structured a lot better and i was a lot more productive hmm. if there's days that go by that my schedule gets screwed up a little bit it just kind of screws with my productivity you know what i mean so like like i just said knowing what's going to happen and when it's going to happen is definitely making myself the most productive that i can be hmm. so to take out to take out and you mentioned uh, taking out those variables and, yeah. and Steve Jobs, uh, <laughs> you know, of course he was so celebrated and everything. I think sometimes I look a little overrated in, in some ways, but, uh, but again, there was a great value in learning from people who have Absolutely. been successful over yeah. time, but, uh, he wore the same exact thing every day. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it was the same shirt. I think it was a different shirt, but he would wear the same thing because again, similar aspect. Yeah. Mark Zuckerberg um, actually does the same thing. It's one less. Yeah. yeah Zuckerberg too does the same thing. I mean, I, I mean, I, maybe I took, I, I wear the sweatshirt like every day. Too. <laughs> Perfect. Right. It's easy. <laughs> I don't know if you wear the whale sweater every day, but, um, but different colors. <laughs> you have one, one for every week, right. Or one for every day. Sorry. Um, as far as that goes, but it's, you know, that there is great value in that. Yeah. And in some of the, and some of that comes with um, not, trying to impress uh mm -hmm. people i mean in society again i mean you know having the the latest this late and it's interesting as i'm talking about this you're selling a a premium product <laughs> right uh, where style, people uh, for, yeah. for much for style <laughs> yeah um but uh, for quality uh, as well of course mm -hmm. um but uh but to be able to sort of just say hey look you know i this is this is the car I drive. This is this is what I wear. Um, you know, we're always being judged. Uh, but when it comes down to it, to be able to simplify is actually a hard thing. It, it goes yeah. against the grain of yep, society. That's why I found it kind of fascinating, especially as a 23 year old, to be <laughs> able to, you know, carve out this uh, this certain lifestyle um, of discipline. It, it really is. Uh, it's, it's fascinating. So congratulations on yeah. doing that. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so I mean, kind of talking about the discipline and how it goes against the grain of the rest of my peers, my friend group is extremely small. So I have friends who own businesses mm. and are is kind of following the same exact thing that I do. Like a couple of my best friends own Kelly Brothers Tree Service in, in Pittsfield, Mass. So they're structured kind of the same way. They work extremely hard and they know what's going to happen mostly through throughout the day and throughout the week. So if we have time on the weekends to grab dinner, great. If we don't, then we don't. Mm. But being sh sh structured that way and having friends that do the same exact thing definitely keeps it in line. It definitely keeps the productivity up. Mm. But, so that's definitely the end goal is obviously to be the most productive as possible. Now, one thing that uh, I noticed and I haven't brought up mm -hmm. is that you did not go to college. At least I that didn't. you did not go I to college. Not. So <laughs> this is something <laughs> that I find, um, you know, interesting in the way that things are starting to, I think, shift overall. You have a 
an amazing education. You've had an amazing education. Yes, you went to Chicago High School, you had yeah. Heather uh, McNeese. That was amazing and a part of your journey. But beyond that, you've had these mentors and you have specifically gone after a goal and are going through this journey with a lot of help. Yes. And somehow you did it without <laughs> being saddled with a hell of a lot of debt. Right. Um, so I'm sure your mother's very appreciative um, <laughs> yeah. and, um, and your, and your dad too. Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, looking at that, you know, th there's something to be said. And I think we as a society need to look at the value of this concept that is out there and has been for many years that says, if you don't have a college education, a four-year degree, a bachelor's degree, that somehow you can't make it in society. If anything, a lot of people are being put into a hole and being put into a path that they do by necessity at that point, because yeah, now it's like, oh, damn it, I better go get a job and I better be making X amount of money because I can't even afford my uh, student debt right. payments. Uh, so I don't have you know any question necessarily, but it's an observation. Yeah. It's an observation. Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely agree with you that people think that you, there's only one path to go and that's definitely not the case. You can kind of do whatever you want in this world these days, especially with the opportunity. Social media is a great tool. You can use it for, obviously it can be good. It can be bad, but social media, if you create content, you can get out to millions of people very fast. Mm -hmm. So you can do whatever you like really with life at all. So going to college definitely doesn't have to be the end goal. If you're not into college then don't go to college, it doesn't really matter. You don't need to impress anybody with your student loans or anything like that. That's <laughs> idiotic. But I mean, sometimes student loans, you go and you get student loans and your job doesn't even pay for that. You know mm -hmm. I mean? So there is instances here where it makes no sense yeah. to do so, yeah. but they're doing it because their parents said so yeah. or whatever along the line. Yeah. And society and, and we have this uh, understanding that you can't, be anyone important in society unless you have a college degree well it's it's baloney yeah it <laughs> it's really totally is ridiculous yeah uh so <laughs> i it, it actually you know so as i have kids who are uh getting a little, you know they're nowhere near college but it, it, it goes by quick um i don't know where we'll be as a society at that point um but my gosh uh there's a lot of people doing some amazing things yeah. um and, yeah uh, and and doing it more intelligently with this sort of, you know, I mean, your time and energy is being spent on doing amazing things mm -hmm. that you are focused on doing and not having to go through this four year experience, which maybe, there, maybe there's value there, but again, it's a little bit overpriced. It's a lot of bit overpriced. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree. There's a lot of things you can do. So, okay. I don't want to beat a dead horse, but wow. <laughs> um, I'm, no, I'm, I'm just really impressed by yeah, what you no, Thank you very much. Let's talk a little bit about um, that mentorship that's happening. Absolutely. And yeah. and so you are uh, switching from the business to this sort of re uh, recruiting aspect of uh, of the organization you're with, with uh, Linda Dooley. Yeah. Is that how you say her name? Dooley? Linda Dool. Dool. I'm Duel, sorry. Yep. I'm sorry. Tell me about that a little bit and um, and what and we talk about masterminds yep. a lot I think, in, in this kind of world yeah. and surrounding yourself. And it sounds like that's how you're living your life. You're surrounding Absolutely. yourself with uh, like-minded people who are goal oriented uh, and looking to accomplish things and run businesses and so forth. So, I mean, maybe that's a piece of, of what you are trying to help with on uh, Linda's organization, but, uh, but, you know, tell me about that a little bit. Yeah. So Linda basically started the DLE for 
networking needs, obviously. And when you're running a business or starting a business, it's basically all on who you know. If you don't know anybody, unfortunately, I don't think it's really going to go that very far. But if you know lots of people that can branch it out very far, then that's where your bread and butter kind of is. Mm. So Linda starting the DLE for the network needs was definitely huge for me. So me and Linda got hooked up because I was granted a grant through the city of Pittsfield, the PERC program. So I went to them with this idea and was like, we're based in Pittsfield, Mass. We need a little bit more money here. Can you help us out? And yet they approved us for a certain amount of money. And then Linda actually reached out to me on LinkedIn and was like, hey, you should really join the DLE, this and that. And it was again, it was kind of one of those things where I was like, ah, is it something for me? Is it not? I looked into it. I went to one um, cohort with her at Zucchini's restaurant and I was hooked really from the start. Great group of people. It was just really kind of a group that kind of fit me. Mm. Like I said, the network itself is huge. So the more that you can get your name out there, the better. So definitely joining the DLE was key for that. Yeah. And then it's sort of that positive reinforcement. Absolutely. Know, hey, there are other people out there like me. Right. Want- <laughs> exactly. Well, and <laughs> you know. Linda running it, she's yeah. probably one of the biggest cheerleaders you're going to meet. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't matter really what you're doing. If she approves of it or not, she's got your back. Yeah. And she will answer any question that you have. Yeah. Yeah. That's good stuff. That, Absolutely. That, that is good stuff. Um, I think that uh, being a business owner is... <laughs> is challenging it's fun uh it's exciting you can benefit a great deal by being surrounded by others absolutely um, yeah. who get it who yeah. get it uh because let's face it when you're in your life there's going to be a lot of people who surround you unless unless you take that kind of control and surround yourself with with uh the people that you want to and and that's a, that's a process for everybody but you're going to be surrounded by a lot of people who don't go that path, mm-hmm. who do the nine to five uh, job yeah. and, you know, check in and check out and clock in and clock out and look at uh, things uh, differently. So having that uh, network, it's, it's a good thing. So yeah, absolutely. good for Linda. Good for you, yeah, thank uh, you very for, much. Uh, for encouraging others to, to join in yeah, and, uh, and, and keep on keeping on. And the other thing is, I, I want to say, because you did mention LinkedIn. Yes. And uh, periodically, you know, we talk about social media um, and everybody uh, has to market themselves if they have a business uh, through uh, social media uh, in a lot of ways. And of course, uh, through website, through SEO and, and all these kinds of things. Um, but I, I want to tell my business owner friends um, <laughs> that LinkedIn is one of the best ways to organically reach people. I think yeah. a lot of times when people look at LinkedIn, they're like, oh, that's the place where businessy people do business things. And if you're looking for a job, you know, you have to make sure your resume is updated, updated there and everything. And yes, all that's true. But the nature of LinkedIn is actually you do, I think, get a greater organic reach uh, on your posts uh, compared to certainly Facebook, which is basically all pay to play yep. at this point. Um you know, Instagram to some extent, although their reels have a better organic reach. Um, And TikTok is one of the best organic reach platforms you can get. So if you put out something that's really great, and I can imagine some videos that you may do, you know, like something like, you know, really focusing on the quality and like, you know, some really great uh, graphics, um, it'll crush it. And I see a lot of business owners, especially those 
who do things like landscaping and, you know, sort of these big projects. And I think that can be converted to, you know, something like your shoe, mm. but uh, these videos that are crushing it on Instagram reels and on uh, TikTok. So, um, and getting just thousands of, of reactions and, and hundreds and thousands of views and, and maybe even beyond. So when you're, and I'm, you know, talking to all business owners here as a business owner, do not discount uh, how much you can reach and, and how many people you can reach uh, with some of these platforms just with a little bit of work. And we're yeah. not talking, we're not talking about a, a you know, a $3,000 three minute video. We're nope. talking about a 15 second video yep. that just says what you do. Um, and, and that can be uh, life altering because if you reach the right people, you can blow up. It doesn't, you know, <laughs> you know like, I mean, yeah. you, you sell shoes for $295. <laughs> so how many people does it take to, to make you, you do very well, you know, right. so with, with your product as an example, so, you know, a big landscaping job that costs uh, 15 grand, you know, um, that sort of thing, as you know, yeah, as you know, absolutely. so, and yeah. as I think a lot of the, the listeners know. So anyway, I'm off my soapbox, but <laughs> I just, you know, I just want to make sure that people are aware. Um, content is huge. These content is huge. It really is. Yeah. I mean, so Gary, Gary V is one guy that I really follow. Oh, sure. He preaches it, preaches it, content, content, content. The more that you can put out, the better. Mm -hmm. Like you said, it doesn't have to be something very professional. These homemade videos yeah. are going viral. Yeah. I mean, they really are. So yeah. it doesn't need to be. All, all you have to be, uh, AJ, is authentic. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, you. If, 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 if you're authentic, because people can smell bullshit from a mile oh, away. Yeah. Right. So, <laughs> um, you know, it, it, is, it doesn't have to, the quality. Like, like you said, you don't have to spend, you know, $10,000 no. for a three minute video or right. any of that stuff. Sometimes it's just a meme. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's just an image of the work that you do, right. whatever it is, you know, I, I think about that. Think right. about that. And I know really you think about that, but it, yeah. it, it, it really is. The opportunity is out there. Um, and, and I think that's what people are looking for. They're looking for authenticity. So, yeah, I agree. um, so AJ. <laughs> <laughs> on that note um yeah so you get your website uh, how can uh, how else can people find out about uh, your product and, and you yourself yeah you're on, so like you're on just, linkedin i am i am <laughs> yeah um like we just talked about i'm on facebook instagram a little bit of tiktok we're trying to branch more in to tiktok now so facebook instagram tiktok link linkedin for my personal and business and obviously the e-commerce site being boatmanshoes.com is where we do all of the sales right now yeah. And those are the main platforms that we're on. Good stuff. Yep. Well, uh, I'm glad we were able to finally hook this thing up. Absolutely. Uh, AJ, say hi to your mom. Yep. Uh, hi, mom. Say hi to your family. <laughs> you can say hi to mom. Uh, our moms are always our biggest fans, right? They really are. Um, and uh, and very uh, grateful. Awesome, awesome stuff. So uh, keep up the good work. We're going to keep following you. And I and you know I I can't wait to see as you continue to grow and uh, get get in get into Stephen Valenti. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Soon enough. Soon get in enough. there and then, yep. uh, and then on to the next and the next and awesome. uh, selling next to those, uh, those whale shirts. That's you know? right. So yep. we'll, we'll do we that. <laughs> All right, AJ. Thanks, hey, John. Keep up the good work. Thank you.